Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends. Dr. Sammy and friends are resting this week and will return next week. However, we have a leader from our local church community giving today's message. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, As you know, this year we're committed to showing you and inviting all of you to be exposed to the to the uh, broader body of Christ around the world. Today we have a special guest speaker uh, from Arrow Leadership. My wife and I both uh, did Arrow Leadership, which Leighton Ford founded 25 years ago, um, over a decade ago. And today we welcome President Dr. Steve Brown, and he's going to really speak to us about the idea of lamenting and grieving the different seasons of our lives. For me personally, this week as I was journaling, I had to grieve the dreams that have died in essence because of COVID and many other reasons for me to dream again. And the truth is uh, we all have to grieve and sometimes have a good cry before the Lord and others in community uh, about the things that we need to grieve well, things that hold us back before we can plant new dreams. And that's what I'm hoping for all of us this year, to dream big dreams, big and small, in big and small ways for God to use and bless so that we can be a blessing to the world. So let's go to scripture and we'll go right into Dr. Steve Brown. See you in a minute. Bye. Good afternoon. Today's scripture is from the book of James, chapter 4, verses 13 to 15. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, You ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. That is the word of the Lord. 180 Church, it is a joy and privilege to join you and to share this message to help us reflect on the crazy year that 2020 has been. And I'm looking forward to joining you in that. Uh, But it is also just a great privilege to uh, partner with Pastor Sam and Lydia. Both uh, those amazing leaders and people went through our Aero Leadership Program. And I have just great uh, admiration and respect and am inspired by how God is uh, stirring them and leading them and using them. So it's great to partner with you, Sam and Lydia, and uh, looking very forward to sharing this message with you. So let's jump in and get started. Well, it is a real honor to join you and your church community today and to take some time to reflect on this crazy year that's been 2020. It's important to reflect before we move forward into a new year. So I'm excited to get started, so let's jump in. Well, we're on the other side of Christmas, and if Christmas is hard for you, and I know for a lot of people Christmas has been particularly hard this year, you're on the other side of it. You've made it through. You can take a deep breath. You, you're, you're done. You're on the other side. If Christmas is something that you're a fanatic about and you, you're going to keep your Christmas tree up until July sometime, you already know as you count down, there's 360 some odd days left until we get to do it again. 
Wherever Christmas has been for you, this year has been an unprecedented, challenging year. It's felt like a decade. And I don't know if you remember back to January and some of the things that were going on in the world. We are praying for the end of the bushfires in Australia. A little bit later in the year, we began to pray for the end of the, the wildfires in the American West Coast. Um, January was the concern about World War III unfolding in the Middle East with Iran the Ukrainian passenger jet that was taken out of the sky. There was Brexit, well, mostly uh, Brexit is still kind of happening. There was an impeachment trial and a long, long, long election cycle. There were videos on cell phones that made headlines that reminded us again and again of brutality and racism and injustice and the reality, the fact that there's so much more that needs to be done not only in the systems of society, but also in the hearts of men and women and boys and girls. There was the explosion in Beirut, and there's so many other tragedies and challenges that unfolded. And then there's COVID, COVID, and COVID. Um, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that we'd be so kind of overwhelmed and focused on hand sanitizer, that, that handshakes would be replaced with masks um, that uh, all those uh, people that said, I'm never going to homeschool my kids, ended up becoming homeschool teachers. Uh, who would have thought that there'd be a run on toilet paper at the grocery store, that the Summer Olympics that were going to happen no matter what didn't end up happening, that Zoom would become something that's just everyone knows what Zoom is and Zoom fatigue. And I think the phrase of the year is going to be, you're on mute because so many of us have gotten kind of caught on mute during those Zoom calls one after another. There have been inconveniences, there have been hardships, and there have been devastating losses for thousands and thousands of people this year. In the midst of all of that, there has been courage, there's been beautiful sacrifice, and there has been creative innovation in the midst of all the loss and all the devastation. The verse of the year, if there was to be a verse this year, I think would come out of James chapter 4. James chapter 4, verse 13 says this, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we'll go to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, verse 15, James 4 says, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. For my own family, this verse became very true in a very hard way. We started this year journeying through the medical system and my wife, Lee, being diagnosed with breast cancer. That led to, in the midst of COVID, a mastectomy and three months of chemotherapy and 25 radiation treatments over the course of the year. And I am so thankful for God's faithfulness, God's presence with us, God's goodness to us in the midst of all that, the prayer and kindnesses of so many people. But this was something that was totally not on our radar that impacts one out of every eight women. And it was a grind for us. So this year, 2020, as we stand at the gate of 2021, I think a lot of us are ready to kind of rush through the gate to a new year and say, good riddance 2020. But before we rush through that gate at the year, we need to take a few moments and look back and reflect. 
reflection is a critical practice. We learn when we reflect. We see mistakes we've made, things we can do different, new priorities that emerge. We can identify business that's been unfinished and deal with it so we can actually move forward into a new year with freedom. Reflection isn't easy, but it's really important. And if there's any year where we need to do some reflection, it's 2020. So in this message, we're gonna create some space and give you some homework if you're up for it to reflect in the message a little bit on what 2020 has been in some key areas. And then there's some homework if you're up for it. And that is to take an hour and invest in a reflection experience on this year. You can do it on your own. You can do it with your spouse or with your family or with your team or a small group. And there's a tool, a guide that you can download. Uh, your church is providing access to this tool, uh, the guided reflection. And you can also find it at sharpeningleaders.com and you can download it for free. As we start this journey of reflection, I'm gonna walk through three areas of reflection that are grounded in themes from the Psalms. You're gonna have some space to reflect as we go. So let's get started. The first reflection area is lament. Lament is a heart cry of frustration and sorrow and grief. Laments are raw and real prayers. They lay out pain and our troubled look at the brokenness within us and the brokenness in our world. There's a book in the Old Testament called Lamentations and it's full of laments, this crying out, this grieving. Jesus lamented and he quoted a lament uh, from the Psalms when he was on the cross. The Psalms have 150 different Psalms. Over a third of those are Psalms of lament people crying out individually or as a people. David and the others who wrote the Psalms didn't hold back their true feelings from God. They knew that God already knew their feelings and they wanted to share those feelings with God rather than have them bubble up and separate them from God. They knew that by sharing their heart cries and their grief with God, they draw closer to God rather than farther away from God. So we're gonna first take a look at Psalm 13. It's a psalm of lament, and there are three different parts to this psalm and the psalm of lament. In the first two verses, and let me read them to you in case they are part of your lament as you reflect on 2020. The first two verses are a cry out to God. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? And day after day have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? Have you cried out this year, how long, O Lord? That's part of a lament. And it's the first two verses of Psalm 13. That's that crying out, being real and raw with God. The next two verses, verses three and four, are a request for God's help. So let me read them to you. Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I've overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. This asking God for help is the second part of a lament. And the third part is returning to 
a trust in God, even though not everything has been resolved. So verses five and six, but I trust in your unfailing love. In other words, even though God, I'm wondering how long this is gonna go on for, I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Those are the three acts in a sense of a psalm of lament. This crying out to God, asking God for help, and then declaring who God is again and our trust in him. In this year of unyielding chaos and challenge and change and hardship, I know hard decisions have been made, loneliness has been endured, and there've been many, many losses. Nobody likes to lament or to, to cry out really, but lamenting is a biblical invitation. To cry out with God and to God is a biblical, healthy, healthy and needed outlet, especially in a year like this one. So let me share with you a couple of reflection questions that might help you lament. The first one is this, what's been hard in 2020? And I bet you can come up with a number of things right off the top, but what's been hard for you in 2020? Begin to make a mental list or be, jot these things down and you might find that the list goes deeper and farther than at the conscious level you even start with. What's been disappointing or a struggle? And I'm sure there's been lots of different disappointments and struggles. Who or what has been lost or broken? or at least seems lost or broken. You can take your reflections and write your own Psalm of Lament following the pattern in Psalm 13. The heart cry to God being raw and real, asking for God's help, and then declaring who God is and affirming your trust in Him. You can also just follow along some prompts that are in the reflection guide. Some prompts like these, Lord, these are some of the things that have been hard this year. And then fill in the blank. What has been hard this year? Let the Lord know, talk about it with the Lord. Then the second phase is, Lord, I need your help. Would you help? And then fill in how you need the Lord's help. And then the third piece is, Lord, I choose to trust you regardless. I declare that you are, and then fill in the blank of God's character and the truth about who he is. When we lament, we're being real about the present, but we're also reminded that we have a role in the here and now to build God's kingdom right around us, to be reconcilers and to be restorers. And we also know as, as we lament that the end of the story, God ends the need to lament. Revelation 21.4, the last days, we know that God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall be, there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. That's the perspective we need to keep in mind in the here and now. Well, the second area I wanna focus on is thankfulness. Even in hard years, there are blessings, uh, areas where we can be thankful for, special surprises and concrete ways where we have been blessed, where God's goodness and provision has impacted our lives or our family or our business in some way. 
Thankfulness stops us from taking things for granted. It's an end to entitlement where we think we're owed certain things or we deserve certain things just because. Thankfulness changes our heart and our perspective. And in the whir of life, we need to pause and reflect and ultimately thank God for big blessings and small blessings and celebrate His goodness in our lives and in our world. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says that we're to be, give thanks in all circumstances, even COVID. To give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because it's God's will for you, the scripture says. It's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The Psalms also call God's people to thanksgiving. There is a whole genre of Psalms called the Psalms of Thanksgiving. Psalm 105 verses 1 and 2 give us a little bit of a picture of what a Psalm of Thanksgiving is all about. Let me read it for you. Psalm 105 verse 1 and 2. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim His name. Make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him. Sing praise to Him. Tell of all His wonderful acts. So let me ask you a few questions to help you remember and be thankful in reflecting on 2020 in the midst of all the difficulties we've had. So the first reflection question around thankfulness is, can you make a list of at least 10 things that you're thankful for? They might be big ticket items. They might be little small acts of kindness that you've received. They might be connected to relationships or milestones or growth or learnings or blessings you've received. Make a list. What are you thankful for when you look back at 2020? Head toward 10 at least. And it's like a snowball rolling down the hill once you get started because you begin to think of more and more things that you can be thankful for. Another question for you, how have you seen God at work? How has he protected? How has he provided? How has he answered? How has he helped in this year? Reflect on that question and again, make a list of how you've seen God at work. You can take a go at writing your own Psalm of Thanksgiving, just sharing God, I'm just so thankful for these things and fill in the blank. You can uh, write or say a prayer and here are some prompts. Lord, I want to praise and thank you for who you are and what you've done. And then here are the two prompts. God, I am thankful that you have, and then fill in the blank with your list of things you're thankful for. The second part is, God, I'm thankful you are. And then declare who God is with a thankful heart. So it's what God has done, how he's provided, and also who he is. After a year of negatives, you might think, well, I've got, you know, not much to be thankful for. So let me point you back to Christmas for a minute. Not the event from a few days ago, but from the person behind the event a few days ago, to Emmanuel, to God with us. Jesus coming into the mess of and the brokenness of this world and our lives. That entrance changed everything. If you take a look at just Ephesians chapter 1, you begin to get a sense of all the things that we can be grateful for as followers of Jesus. In just this one chapter, your heart has no option except to grow in thankfulness toward God. 
In Ephesians chapter 1, let me list for you just some of the things that Jesus' entrance into this world means for you as you follow him. It means that you've been blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. You've been chosen before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless. You are loved and have been predestined to be adopted as God's child. You're redeemed by his blood and you're forgiven your sins. You're included in Christ. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit and given an inheritance. That's just from a few verses in Ephesians chapter 1. I don't know what you got under the Christmas tree this year, but whatever it was doesn't hold a candle to what Christ has done for you. Pastor Tim Keller says that if you're a Christ follower, you are a spiritual billionaire because of what God has done through Christ in the past, because of God's presence with us in the present, and because of God's promises to us for the future. We're spiritual billionaires. I'm not sure what your bank account reads at your financial institution, but if you're a Christ follower, your spiritual bank account says you are a billionaire. There's not much you can add to that number and you're gonna have a really hard time squandering that as well. So there's lots to be thankful for in terms of what God has done, what Christmas really means. Let's move on to this third and final area of reflection. It's about entrusting. So let me ask you a couple of questions related to entrusting. As you stand at the gate of 2021, what are the burdens that you're beginning to carry into a new year? As you stand at the gate of a new year, are there emotional or relational burdens that you're carrying with you? Maybe there are financial burdens. Maybe there are physical burdens. What are those things that are burdens that you're carrying right now? Again, take a moment to make a list. And you can do this if you take on the one hour homework assignment. But what are some of those burdens? Are there some people or situations or circumstances or unfinished business? Are there habits or uncertainties that are weighing on you? All of us have these things. Some of us know them at a conscious level. Some of us actually need to probe a bit deeper because they are there. And taking the weight of these burdens unconsciously or consciously into the new year will not only impact your sleep at night, it'll impact your peace during the day. You don't have the strength to carry the weight of these burdens. You can't control the outcomes related to these burdens. So whether you have hopes and dreams or fears and worries, we're called to entrust all to God. And the end result of entrusting all to God is a deeper peace, a greater freedom, and a deeper connection with God. You can choose to entrust everything to, to God because he's able to carry those burdens. And let us turn to the Psalms for a couple of verses to remind us that God can carry these things and he's trustworthy. Psalm 55 verse 22. Cast your cares in the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Psalm 20 verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. 
We're not going to trust in something else, ourselves or someone else. We're going to trust in God because he's trustworthy. Psalm 56 verse 3, David writes this, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Do you notice that David didn't say, if I'm afraid? He said, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. I remember a a day in February this past year. It was the day that Lee and I were to go to the hospital to get her biopsy results back to know whether or not she had cancer. I woke up that day and I felt the burden uh, weighing down on me because this was going to be a life-changing day for us. And with that weight on me, I knew I couldn't carry it by myself. So I wrote a prayer because the weight and the pressure was too much for me. And my prayer was to entrust whatever we learned that day to God. And I want to share this prayer with you. Here's the prayer I wrote that day before we went to the hospital. Heavenly Father, whatever we learn today, it doesn't catch you off guard. It doesn't diminish your love for us. Whatever we learn today, you are still bigger. You are still in charge. Whatever we learn today, you can bring good from it and further your purposes. You are with us and for us. Whatever we learn today, I choose to trust you. I desire above all to see you glorified. I pray this in the name of my good shepherd, the risen King Jesus. That prayer was not easy to pray or to write, but it was incredibly freeing. It took the burden off of me and entrusted it to God. I wonder if you need to entrust some things to God as we step into a new year. If that's you, I want to encourage you to pray a prayer to entrust these things to God. A prayer like this, God, by your grace, I choose to entrust, fill in the blank, to your good care. Let me say it again. God, by your grace, I choose to entrust, fill in the blank, to your good care. At its core, following Jesus is about entrusting your life to God's good care. If you've never done that before, you can actually start and do it today. You can start walking into 2021 in the company of the Good Shepherd who died on a cross for your sins. Those truths I mentioned from Ephesians chapter 1 would become real for you when you surrender your life to God. If that's a stirring in your heart, you can pray a similar prayer to the one I just mentioned. Here's the prayer. God, because of your grace, I turn from my own ways and I surrender myself to your good care. Lead me, change me, and use me for your purposes and glory. Amen. As I bring this message to a close, I want to invite you again for the homework. We've taken some time and covered some big areas, but... If you were to invest an hour reflecting on this year, I think it would be a rewarding hour to invest. You can download a free guide that would take you or you and your spouse or you and your family or small group 
or team through a reflection exercise. Your church has that available. You can also download it at sharpeningleaders.com. And as we stand at the gate of this new year, let me close with a story inspired by my grandparents. I used to love going to my grandparents' home. And uh, as a young boy, I was always taken by this picture that was hung in their living room. It was an embroidered poem of all things. And uh, it was a poem called God Knows by Minnie Haskins. I later discovered as I grew up and kind of did some research on this poem that had caught my eye as a young boy, that a young Princess Elizabeth, so Queen Elizabeth before she was queen, a young Princess Elizabeth in her teens discovered this poem back in 1939. And the story goes that she gave it to her father, King George. And as King George was preparing his Christmas address to the Commonwealth, to all his people, he decided to include a passage from this poem in his remarks because he knew as his people faced World War II in 1939 that they needed encouragement desperately. So I want to leave you with the words that King George shared from the poem. Here they are. The poem reads, I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And the man replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be better than light and safer than a known way. As you enter the unknown of 2021, you can put your hand into the hand of God. It's better than light and safer than any other known way. King George finished his message with these words, and I'll finish this message with the words he used. May that almighty hand guide and uphold us all. Blessings for 2021. Amen. That was so powerful, uh, learning to grieve the seasons of our lives, especially uh, this really particularly difficult season that we've all experienced. And what the country is going through with COVID and social unrest and political unrest, uh, it is so important to remember that we can't find hope looking around or even within ourselves, looking within, we need to look up continually to the Lord. So today, will you bring your grief and the dreams that were lost and opportunities that were lost as a result of lost time? So lift your hands to the Lord today and let's sing together as P. Lid leads us once more right now.
you bow your heads for the benediction and welcome the spirit, the living spirit, to tear open our bubbles so that we can become the light and the healing the world needs in Christ. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. All God's people say, Amen. Love you guys. Miss you. See you soon. My name is Minyoung. I'm a member here at 108 Church, and we're so glad that you were able to attend today's service with us. Um, there are a few community news that I'd like to share with you all. The first announcement is about our tithes and offering. We want to remind all of our members here at 180 Church to keep God in the center of your life, which includes your finances. You guys can do so through the online payment method shown on the screen. You can give through Venmo at Church 180, Zelle and Chase QuickPay at offering at 180church.tv, or if PayPal is your preferred method of giving, you can head over to our website at 180church.tv where there is a link to donate through PayPal. If you're a visitor joining us today, welcome. If you feel blessed by their service and you feel led to give, you can do so in the payment methods that I mentioned before. Our next announcement is about our prayer text hotline at 180 Church, which is available on text at 5397prayer and also via email at prayer at 180church.tv. This is a resource for everybody and especially during this difficult time where we need some prayer and support, there is a prayer team that's ready to help you and to pray for all the requests that you may have. Um, if your prayers have been answered, you can also share them on the text hotline and we can celebrate the good news together. Next up is about small groups at 180 Church. These are smaller pockets of our community that meet on a weekly basis where we can dive a little bit deeper into the word and share how the message from that Sunday uh, spoke to us. We have a few different groups that are all meeting virtually now. And if you're not currently connected with the group, you can reach out to Pastor Billy at the email shown on the screen and he can get you plugged in into a group for you. On the topic of community, we also have a number of different social media handles and channels where you can follow us, like us, and love us during the week. We have a Tumblr page at 180BRG where we post a chapter of the Bible a day so you can read through the Bible with us. We also have a Facebook page at 180 Church. Dr. Sammy, our head pastor here at 180 Church, has a Twitter handle at Dr. Sammy Kim. We also have a YouTube channel at 180 Church NYC, where I'm sure most of you guys are watching us right now. And we also have two different Instagram pages at 180 Church and also at 180 BRG, where there are really encouraging posts and verses that get shared there. So I hope you guys will follow us there and be encouraged. We also have the 180 Church podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends, where you can tune into a conversation and a dialogue that goes into goes into the word a little bit deeper with Pastor Lydia and Joe Wu, who is a member of our community here. It's always a great time just listening to them um, converse about how the message has spoke to them and has impacted them, and you can see how it can do the same for you. We also have a virtual 180 Cafe on the Discord app where you guys can come hang out at any time in different groups on different channels and it's an easy way to stay connected with the community and also check in with one another. In addition to this, uh, we, have, we have a new addition which is our SoundCloud and it's a worship playlist of all the things that Pastor Lydia has played throughout this pandemic. So if you've been blessed by any song throughout this time, you'll see it there. Use it as a way to connect with God, to remember that God is with you, and to be blessed by Him and to bless others through this situation that's going on. And last but not least, if you'd like to learn more about our church and want to sign up for our weekly emails, you can come visit us at 180church.tv. 
That's it for all of our announcements. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you all next week. Bye.